and welcome back to this very, very serious newscast. Everybody, we've got Mr. Jespreet here with Just Kidding News for the hey. first time. Woo! Thank you for having me on doing a very special off the record Careful Boys episode where we get to know you. We all get right. to share all the greatness with our fans. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where you what do people know you for, for online and then what are the stuff they don't know you? Hey, you're looking sharp today, Nick. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> the plain black tea. Yeah, it's crazy. Back to Jesper. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, I think people know me online as the minority mindset. Yep. yep. And, um, and I think because I talk about money, financial education, investing, things that I wish I would have learned when I was getting started. And I started Minority Mindset as a hobby. I started making videos just for fun. I, I got scammed in another business that I was running. And, and because I was so upset. That sounds really juicy, by the way. Yeah. We'll go back to it. Yeah, we need to know about that one. Because Anthony gets scammed all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he needs to know the tail. I like juice is what he's trying to say. Yeah, well, Continue. you know, and so I was really upset. So then I started making videos off my phone about um, just random things about business, how to not get screwed over, um, how to invest your money, things that I wish that I knew. And slowly that started to grow. And... Um, Eventually, this kept getting bigger and bigger, and uh, I was in law school at the time, and I was like, well, I don't want to be an attorney. So I uh, graduated law school, and I never worked a day as an attorney. Damn. <laughs> I love how you still graduated, because yeah, you had to finish. The thing is, I went to the law parents? school. Was yeah. it the parents I to, thing? I went to law school because my parents gave me well, two options when I was growing up. I kill you? <laughs> yeah. That's one. That was one. The other option one. was become a doctor. Become a doctor or we'll kill you. Yeah. Those are the two options. I choose death. <laughs> and uh, so when they found out that I didn't want to be a doctor, they were like, well, if you want to keep any pride in the family, you have to at least oh. become an attorney. Now, I love my parents. They just didn't have that financial education, but I loved them to death. They were doing it out of love, right? Yeah. But I was like, okay, well, I can go to law school. And the nice thing about law school is I know I can go to there part-time, work on my business full-time, and figure out what I want to do really in life because you they just wanted the degree. You law school part-time? That's right. crazy. Well, I was, I was full-time for the first year and a half, and then I was part-time for the second half because the first year was like the toughest one, so I just wanted to get that out of the way. The first year is the toughest. Oh, yeah. I know great. nothing about law school. Yeah, either do I. <laughs> <laughs> so, so law school, it's not like a, like a 40-hour-a-week commitment type of thing? I mean... It's, it's pretty time intensive. Law school is tough. You gotta study uh, a lot, right? It, yeah, you gotta study a lot. I think I was able to figure out systems. Like I was pretty nice where like, so there's this thing called um, outlines, right? Where if you can get like, especially the, the spark notes of your class. And so I was able to become friends with people and there was these like services online where you could pay money to get outlines for classes. And I was like, well, I, I tried reading the textbooks and like, I don't know for sure if I'm dyslexic, but English is my second language, so I don't read very well. Like, I, I can't read very well at all. I listen to audiobooks because I suck at reading. So I tried reading these textbooks. I got nowhere. So I was like, this is not going to work. So I tried looking for alternatives. So that's when I started paying for these outlines on classes because it's pretty much the same across the country. Like, when you're learning constitutional law, it's a little bit different, but if you're learning from a particular textbook, like, you know what you got to know. Yeah. So I would... Uh, just buy these and then become friends with a lot of people and then they would share their outlines from the year before so I would just study these outlines and you started slaying an outline yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. business, business model, man yeah. 
give them up for free though. For me, I never charged anybody because I was like, you know, I, you philanthropist, might man of the people, <laughs> philanthropist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I gave away these outlines for free, so people hooked me up with their outlines, and um, it got me through law school. I liked learning, but I was really bad at the traditional studying. Like when it came to the bar exam, same. I did really good on the bar exam. Oh, wow. Not wow. same. But I, but I struggled a lot. Through. Like I failed. It's just kind of funny. I failed one of my classes there, and it's one of the most important classes for like traditional attorneys. PE. <laughs> <laughs> so we had this class called evidence, which is like a, if you want to become like a, important. a RIA, it's really important. If you want to like ever do anything in the court system, you have to be really good at this. And the the teacher that we had, the professor, he was appointed judge by President George Bush. So it's like a really high wow. up professor. Very intense, and I failed this class. And like he picked on me because he was very tough. He would like call you out in class, and he would pick on me multiple times and I never knew anything that he asked. <laughs> oh shit. So I, I like, man, I feel really bad that I like, embarrassed myself in this class, but it was, I just couldn't understand some of that stuff. I understood oh. the business side, I understood the tax side, I understood the the like financial side of laws, but the the traditional like, you know, your I'm going to sue you type of law, I didn't it just did not oh. click with me. So if you had to be a lawyer, what type of lawyer would you be? If I had to be a lawyer, I'd probably work somewhere on the business side, working with businesses, uh, helping them. But not the suing side of business. Side, mm -hmm. Like mergers yeah. and acquisitions. Mergers and acquisitions, oh. taxes, all Damn, that. What's the, what's the most bullshit law? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call it out right in now. The, in the, the law camera. world, like if everyone's at like Honestly, a nightclub. Everything. Everything. Everything's a bullshit law? Did that turn you off of it? I got, I'll tell you because I, when I got sued, uh, I got sued when um, right before I went to law school. I was That's investing in real estate, right? And uh, I got sued by a tenant in one of my real estate properties who sued my real estate company because they said the bathtub was too slippery when the water was on. And that caused uh, the person slip living there. It's too slippery. Yeah, That's no, it's so true story. Ridiculous. That's like an SNL skit. Yeah, so no, it's, and it's, it's- There's too much liquid in this fucking coffee. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, it's like- a, a, They won, didn't they? No, they didn't win. A, but they did get like 14 grand as a oh, settlement. What? Because oh, the, the insurance says either we're gonna have to litigate it, pay three to $500 an hour to the attorney to beat them, or we just give them 14 grand to make them go away. Oh, right, so you look at the pros and cons, and that's the unfortunate, you know, you talk about what kind of law is, is Bullshit. It's across the board, a lot of attorneys are just, uh, not the whole system is just a money grab. Like the, yeah, um, the there's no right or wrong ethically, right? It's like you can sue anybody for anything. Yeah. McDonald's got sued, or somebody got sued because they didn't have enough cheese in their uh, cheese sticks. Wow. We're in the wrong business, guys. Yeah, no. but it's, it just seems like money grabs. In, in those is. situations, just for my own understanding, if somebody settles right in that situation, can somebody else sue you again for the same thing because it never like it was so, just a settlement that was like private? If if, if so when you do a settlement, you're gonna make a, a contract saying that you cannot sue me anymore for this. That's what I'm saying, somebody, somebody else. Somebody else, the other tenants yeah. hear about the it? The tenant says, oh, we slipped and fell in your bathroom because it was too slippery. Yeah, I guess you technically could. Wow. But, then, but then you would probably have a new policy for that rental property where you have to wear shoes in the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta wear Timberlands. Oh, first settlement, you'd already added into the leasing. Yeah. Like, yeah. You gotta learn from your mistakes, and then you wear only shoes in the bathtub, and they have to sign it. That's why you always so, see those crazy rules on contracts sometimes. You're like, somebody fucked up. Exactly. That's all it was. That's why those contracts you sign are 50 pages long, when they should just be like two paragraphs, because <laughs> something bad goes wrong, and then like, it just keeps getting, like, like for example, in, in the, our contracts, we have to do like, the most basic things. Make sure you change the smoke detector every six months. If you see bed bugs, let us know why. Because 
things have gone wrong where people are like, oh, I didn't change the smoke detector for eight months and then they, they make a claim to somebody else and it's just, it's dumb stuff where it's like common sense doesn't exist in some mm. of these cases. Mm. So um, when you're in law school, you also had rental properties. Yeah. When did that journey wow. start? Like, So I started buying rental properties when I was 19. Wow. What, what got you to be so responsible? Yeah, Can I be so. in your family? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> are you adopting? No, so and was, the courage too. Well, let me, let me back up a little bit Dang. because so like, my parents wanted me to be a doctor so much that if I did anything that wasn't related to becoming a doctor, it was considered bad. Like I played football in high school, they did not want me to play football because it's a distraction. It's like being mm -hmm. a criminal. Yeah, it's, it's, it's being... It's <laughs> That's like his rebellious nature. He's like, well, fine, I'm going to go That's purchase rental properties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your That's what connects all Asians together is we're forced to be doctors. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? So my parents, they give a whole I, for me, my outlet was entrepreneurship. And um, I started hosting teen parties when I was in high school. I was working What's at Indian that? weddings. And so I got to know a lot of the local DJs. Mm. And then they were like, hey, you know a lot of friends in high school. Um, how about we host some teen parties for, you know, with your friends there? And, and there was an Indian restaurant that opened up. They wanted exposure and I knew the person because I ate there and he was like, well, yeah, we can do something. So we wait, made a deal where he wouldn't charge us anything. We could host parties there and he would get exposure. So that's what I did. We started hosting these like teen parties for 16, 17 year old kids to come and dance and have fun. Um, I wasn't into partying. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I still don't do any of that. But for me, it was it was fun. It was just a hobby and uh, a way for me to make a little bit of money because we would charge cover. Um, but I didn't tell my parents. So mm. this is something I was doing kind of in secret. And then in the back of my mind, I knew that you know this is just a hobby. I got to become a doctor because that's how I'm going to become successful. Because I want to take care of my family and my community. But then I go to college, and my parents didn't go to university here. I don't know what to expect. I thought everybody goes to college to study, uh, become a doctor, do this big thing in college, study Amen. on Friday nights, right? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Just like my man right here, right? My man. So I was wearing a suit. <laughs> Not a DeVry. <laughs> ITT Tech, baby. You got it wrong, but it's okay. Today's video is brought to you by Audible. You know, I've been uh, trying to figure out how come every time I invest money, I lose money. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, yeah, you oh, know, man. I think I need to learn some things, you know? Is this the book that you told me about too? Yeah, so okay. Psychology of Money. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it's a good I started, one. I started uh, listening to it because as you guys know, when I drive from uh, Vegas to LA, I got like four hours and that's the best time for me to listen. Because also, when I read stuff, sometimes it doesn't retain. I'm reading the same sentence over and over and over, but when someone tells, tells it to me, I retain the knowledge way better. So. Uh, if you guys want to understand way more, not about the how-tos of investing, but um, like the psychology and the philosophy behind it, check it out, Psychology of Money. It's on Audible, and you get one title per month on Audible, so you can switch out books all the time. And you get Audible Originals, podcasts, you get so much more content than just audio books. So let Audible help you discover new ways to laugh be inspired or be entertained. New members can try it free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash off the record or text off the record to 500-500. That's audible.com slash off the record or text off the record to 500-500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. And in 30 days, you can read a whole book by listening. Audible.com slash off the record. So I go to college and I think everybody does this and I get there and I didn't know what to bring because again, you know, I, I told my mom, I was like, and I say this in my native language, Punjabi, I said, Mom, which means I'm leaving. She was like, where? I said, I'm going to college. 
She's like, okay, when are you coming back? I said, I don't know, maybe next week. I, I didn't know anything. So I like, I packed up my car. I took a, a microwave, a sleeping bag, um, my backpack, and like two other things. I didn't have a towel. I didn't even have a blanket. Like I literally had no idea what I was supposed to take to college. So I go there. But you brought a microwave. I brought that's a microwave. Pretty good. That's, yeah. that's yeah. yeah. I did bring no a towel, but microwave. It's yeah. A, so I, when, I, when I showered, I just did one of these and just got <laughs> off. So it worked, you know. And so now I go there and I see everybody partying and blowing money, drinking. I was like, where do you have all this money from? You know, I was like, first off, like I thought everybody was like broke in college. Yet everyone's here at the bar spending money like it's their job. And I don't know what was going on. So I was like, well. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I'm not into parties, but I need something to do. So I took this party idea that I had in high school and I was like, well, let's go to college and let's try this. So I was 17, started knocking on the door of every club, venue, bar, restaurant, trying to see if somebody would let me do a party there. And some of them were like, yo, you need 10 grand to do a party. And I was like, well, I don't got 10 grand. But eventually I found a club that was like, you can do a party here. We're not going to charge you any money, but we want 50% of your cover of the revenue, right? That you bring in. So I was like, all right, we can do that. So uh, we made that deal and I started hosting parties there and I didn't have money to pay the DJ either. So I said, all right, look, how about you do 50-50 with me? So the club takes 50% of the revenue off the top, then out of the 50, you take half and I take half. So I was taking only 25% of the revenue, but it cost me nothing. Yeah. So I was like, all right, we're in business. So I started doing that and that business uh, started to grow relatively quickly. I got screwed over in the first one because the, the club industry, entertainment industry is a very dirty industry. You deal with some very rough stuff. Like, I remember one time I went to the club. And I was like, you know, where's uh, the manager? He's like, oh, we got stabbed last night. Whoa. So, you know, it's, you deal with a lot of crazy stuff. So I was... Where's uh, the assistant manager? <laughs> he stabbed him. He's in jail. <laughs> He's in jail for stabbing the manager. So, that's the type of stuff you had to deal with, right? So, I mean, I mean, there's like physical stuff I had to go through because like there's always fights. People get drunk. Oh, and, yeah. and there was a lot of like beef between different, like I don't want to say gangs, but different types of people. So I was there, and I was the one breaking it all apart, physically. Because you play football. Because yeah. I, I played football. Yeah. Oh, you played football too? I played football in high school. man. But uh, in high school, not college. I was nowhere near good enough to play in college. My dad only, I, I wanted to. My dad was like, well, you can play football in college if you go to medical school straight out of high school. <laughs> These stipulations, like, man. You can only be in the NFL if you're a surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> you go in the surgeon route. So... So I was, I was making a little bit of money, and I had some cash in the bank um, from doing this. And uh, now I'm starting to become a doctor. And between my sophomore year and junior year, I'm studying for the MCAT, which is a test you take to get into medical school. What was your major? It was like oh, a science man. major? It was, yeah, it was a psych psychology. It's much, it sounds a lot smarter than it is. So it's called biopsychology, cognition, and neuroscience. Oh, that's what my major was. No way. It's psychobio, psychobiology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It so sounds, it sounds so smart, smart, but it's... Well, obviously it's but not. It's we get it, but get it's it. the... Dumbest major yeah, in the sciences department, yeah, exactly. is it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's how mine was too. When I picked yeah. my classes, the only thing that, I, the main thing that I looked for was which room the class was in because uh, the big classroom had these reclining seats kind of like this, so I could lay back <laughs> close my eyes and fall asleep. So that's, that was the main requirement that's that so I had. Funny. Mine was, I remember ratemyprofessor.com. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd look, I'm like, okay, which one of these sciences is the easiest? Cause we're trying to do YouTube at the time too. I'm yeah. like, I can't be doing some of these hard sciences. Exactly. So I gotta actually study. He was trying to go pre-med too. <laughs> yeah, I was studying for the MCAT. Did I, you? Yeah, I took a- uh, Did you take it? No, I took um, that Princeton review. I took Princeton too. Yeah, I was just going through the whole process, <laughs> yeah. hating life more and more and more oh and more. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean that was 
it was tough. And so same thing. I was I was studying, losing my mind. Yeah. And I was starting to read these business books, and every business book said that wealthy people invest in real estate. And I had no idea what that meant because I don't have investor family members. I don't know what real estate investing is. I never heard of anybody doing that. But I told my dad. I said, Dad, I want to invest in real estate because wealthy people are doing it. He was like, You're stupid. Go study, become a doctor, and then invest in real estate. Again, I love my dad. He's a huge supporter now, like my biggest supporter. But back, you just don't know, right? Yeah, you don't yeah, know what you don't yeah, know. Yeah. You don't know, yeah. And uh, so I'm 19 studying for this, and this is at the bottom of the 2008 crash and Michigan was hit especially hard right you get Ford GM Chrysler yeah. uh, all were hit so hard and so I'm looking at you know the financial news it says real estate's at rock bottom I'm reading these books it says wealthy people invest in real estate and you like, bought the dip uh, I, I it's exactly what I did I oh, took yeah. the MCAT on August 22nd on August 23rd I bought my first rental property wow. for eight grand Wow. <laughs> Well, is that total all in? That was the price of the condo. I spent maybe a couple grand or a little bit on the repairs. Is it because it was Detroit? Oh, wow. It wasn't. Detroit. It was a suburb of Detroit. Very nice suburb. Good school district. That same condo sold for hundred and fifty thousand just a few years prior. And then I didn't know any. I thought it was normal because again, this is this is the first time I'm ever exposed to anything related to finance. Right? I had no idea what investing was, what real estate investing was, or what how real estate works. So I went in and bought it, and it was actually listed for eighty four hundred. I made an offer for four grand. They came down to seven thousand, and I was still going back and forth. But then they said they had another offer on the table. Big dick move, huh? You're bargaining like an Asian old man, dude. That's so funny. Offering four grand for a condo just sounds so life, dude. I didn't know anything better. I was like, if it's listed for eighty-four hundred, I would, I don't know, like four thousand dollars. Like I can afford that. I bought it for eight grand, and then I uh, listed it, and we got a tenant in there for six hundred dollars a month. Wow! And uh, oh my god! What was, what was your mortgage? Like fifty bucks? No mortgage, cash. Oh, bought cash. Bought yes. cash. What was the reason it went down so much? <laughs> so the two thousand eight crash, um, when the whole real estate market exploded, yeah. the, the car and so Michigan, especially then, was almost entirely the auto industry. Ford, GM, and Chrysler. Right. GM went bankrupt. Chrysler went bankrupt. Ford was on the verge of bankruptcy. Thanks to the good old Japanese. Mm -hmm. huh? yeah. You put them out of business, bro. <laughs> uh, so that happened, and uh, the car market got hit, man. And yeah. Michigan was hit hard. So all the employees also all were like... All the employees lost their jobs. People couldn't make the mortgages. There was a lot of bad things happening in the lending industry. Uh, but it was, it was a bad time. And again, like I didn't know this was abnormal. And I joke about this now because I remember when I was buying properties, started buying them for like 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand. I was buying nice homes in good areas. And I remember when home prices went up to $50,000, I was like, that is an outrageous price. <laughs> Who was gonna pay 50 grand for this four bedroom, two bath home in a nice area? Yeah, I, 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 I was like, I'm not paying for this, this is way overpriced. You ever looked at properties in LA back then? At least two, $300,000 now. And what's crazy, I remember, I, the, uh, I don't know if I wanna say mistake, but a funny thing that I did was I took my mom Cause I was like, I want to go through this with somebody, and my mom was like, Well, maybe I could work as a real estate salesperson or something. So I took it through these like properties I was looking for at five grand. They were listed for five grand. They needed like new carpet, new paint, and my mom was like, Oh, these are disgusting. I was like, Yeah, but you know, I can just put on new carpet and paint it. It look nice. She's like, No, don't buy this. It's dirty. And I and those same homes are probably two hundred thousand dollars now. Wow. It probably needed five wow. to ten thousand dollars worth of work there. Wow. And uh, it's crazy because. I, I didn't realize how crazy it was until now. I, I'm a little bit smarter, because I was like really dumb. Like I would make every mistake possible. 
uh, during that time. But you learned cheap. That's learned, how you learn. Yeah. yeah. Thank God I learned cheap, but I learned um, I learned the hard way. Would you say your gains back then are higher than the gains now? Oh yeah, man. I mean, I mean, because I haven't sold. Uh, I've only sold one thing, so I mean, those the returns on those. Are... You're a hold alert too, huh? Well, yeah, you buy and hold, man. That's the <laughs> diamond hands, eh? Well, it's much easier when you have a real asset that's producing cash flow, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's how it all started for me, and then um, just continued. Then, then I was like, okay, well, I was finishing up college, and I was like, you know, this entertainment industry is a dirty industry, and I don't like drinking. I'm promoting the wrong things. This is not me. I, I, I really like. I never hated uh, doing anything as much as I hated that, because like, I, I was doing it for all the wrong reasons. I was doing it because I was making money. Uh, I was doing it because it was the only thing that I knew. And I was like, well, I gotta make money. So this is what I'm gonna do. And I was doing it for all the wrong reasons. It wasn't me. It wasn't anything that I supported. So I got out of that. And um, then I went on like this, trying, trying, trying different businesses, trying to figure out what to do. And that was rough, you know, because like you try start something, make a little bit of money, you're like, oh, this is not what I want to do, and you start over. Mm, yeah. And what yeah. would what would be your, I guess, not cash cow, but your thing that you kind of focused on, and then that kind of got you to a point before you started YouTube. Well, I would say that I was buying a lot of real estate. I was buying as much like anytime I was living very small, mm. and um, I guess the best example I can give was like uh, I was making about a hundred grand a year um, or so, and I was in school. And my apartment, including all the utilities, parking, water, electric, uh, heat, and um, internet, less than $400 a month. Oh, wow. So I was spending nothing because I wanted to invest as much as I could. Cause I These started. Michigan prices. Fuck, we're in the wrong state. Did you huh? get a new microwave at least? Uh, Did you get a towel? I think that microwave was actually my grandma's. Wow. I took and um, I, I still got it. Still got that microwave. Ah, cool. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so old microwaves don't break, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. So that's how it all started, and then you know just figuring things out, and then just just a lot of different businesses, man. I, I just I started, failed, potentially got sued in some. I, I tried to start this Amazon business with a really good friend of mine. He was one of my DJ friends, one of my best friends, and we, we you know we come up with ideas like, oh, we can buy this stuff from China and sell it on this thing called Amazon. <laughs> oh, and he was like, dude, forget Amazon. We could do eBay. This is before Amazon really became Amazon, right? right. And I was like, well, let's try it. And we started buying these um, these uh, phone accessories, and we were told that it's an authorized retailer, that they're like legitimate, that they're certified. So any the, if we can buy it from them, that we can sell it anywhere that we want. I was like, all right, bet, let's do this. So uh, we started buying these, and we bought like a a small order, and we sold them all out in like in a week. We're like, whoa. We figured it out. So now we started buying a bunch. We were selling them on eBay. Then we started selling them on Amazon. And we were making like probably $100 a day in profits. And you know, remember we were like 19 yeah. or something doing this um, online. So it was a lot of money. So we're like, dude, we're making a crap ton of money. Like we got to do more. And then the real company sent us a letter saying, well, we're going to sue you for $7 million because you're selling uh, counterfeit products. And we looked at each other and I was like, what like we, we thought they were legitimate so we shut the entire business down we were so scared because like I, where are we gonna get this type of money we don't even know what insurance we didn't have insurance we don't even know what insurance was at the time so we we shut that down ran away really quick so yeah, you learn fast but it's it's a lot of times you get punched in the mouth and trying something new <laughs> is that uh kind of the same Going back to the, the, the how you got screwed over by a business partner? Yeah, it's, that's a little bit different. So my, my thing is, 
anytime I start something new, I get screwed over. And that's been a trend. So if I go back to the party business, when I was in college, I started my first party. And uh, my first party, I spent so much time, effort, trying to plan it, promote it, because I wanted it to be a big banger. Like, you know, the, the announcement of this company, the announcement, the first party, so I want everybody to have a good time. And I was working with this club owner, and we had everything figured out, planned out. And the night before the event, uh, somebody was at somebody that my DJ knew was at the club, and the club got raided by the cops because I guess they were serving underage uh, alcohol or something like that, right? I don't know what they were doing, but something like that. And uh, so they got raided, they got shut down. I didn't get a call. No one told me. So now it's the day of the event, and my DJ calls me at ten in the morning. He's like, "Yo, what's going on with the event?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "I heard that the club got shut down." I was like, "What are you talking about?" So now I start blowing up the owner, the owner's uh, phone, and I was like, "Yo." What's going on? He wasn't answering until like, and I didn't hear from him for like two hours. And that's when I found out the club got shut down. So now we have all this marketing promotion going on for this event that doesn't have a venue. Mm. So then uh, now I'm scrambling to find um, a new spot. We finally found this really nice Italian restaurant <laughs> in Ann Arbor that agreed to host this uh, very elegant event, the way that I put it, because I just needed a place to do it, right? And you're talking about Ann Arbor. Um, it's a really nice place. And um, we did the event there, and it was so bad. I mean, there was fights. There's, people just started. They had these light bulbs that cost two hundred and fifty dollars a piece. People just started breaking them for no reason because they were just like dangling, and it was horrible. So we lost a lot of money, and I. I they were right next to uh, Comerica, which is where I was banking then. They were like, "Yo, these are the damages," and they had no way to go after me. But I was like, I felt so bad that I went to my bank account. And I essentially just cashed. I was like, look, here's all the money that I have. Wow. They're like, you know, it's fine. Like, thank oh, you for that. We'll, we'll take care of the expenses. So I, I wanted to make sure I take care of them just because morally I felt bad. Yeah. I lost money because now, uh, you know, we had no way of collecting cash because they're a restaurant. Like, they didn't have any system. But the party, people had a great time. So people had a great time. <laughs> so the street cred is still good. So street cred is good. But I lost a lot of money. But I, again, you know, that was horrible, but I, I made it back. Then uh, with the Amazon thing, that happened. Then I was started the sock company later on. Um, Jeez. Which was, yeah, I went through a lot. And so this was uh, uh, this other... I was taking this class um, on public speaking. And a buddy of mine, my roommate, was like, yo, you gotta watch this show called Shark Tank. You're gonna love it. And I was like, okay, whatever, right? I don't really watch TV. And it was really cool. It was about people pitching ideas. I was like, oh, this is fun. And um, the class was like, we're going to do kind of like a Shark Tank thing where you have to pitch a product to the class. I was like, well, that's easy. I watch Shark Tank all the time. <laughs> so I procrastinated. I didn't do anything. And then uh, I was late one day. I picked up my backpack and it was raining. And I started running to class. And as I'm running, I stepped in a puddle. Now my socks wet. I sit down and the teacher's like, it's your day to present. I'm like, present what? And she's like, present the speech, the, the talk. And I was like, oh. And so I stand up in front of the class. I'm sitting there like, Jasprit, think of any product, think of anything, just just say something. My first idea were these wet socks. <laughs> well, what if you could have athletic socks that didn't get wet? And I pitched it for like 15 minutes or whatever I needed to do. And I sat down. I was like, that's a cool idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah, you're good at winging it, man. Shark Tank yourself, dude. Wow. So And then I, I was like, so then I went home. I was like, does this exist? And they had like these like really clunky, ugly looking ones. I was like, Hmm, I wonder if I could do this. So then I went on this mission to see if I could create these water-resistant socks. And I figured out that if I can create this, take this certain type of cotton and this other product and blend it with this other technology which exists, I can license it, I can create this water-resistant sock. That's what I did. 
So then I launched this uh, sock company, and uh, it's called Stance. It was called Five Water Socks, and um, during the launch. Uh, right before the launch, I had this marketing company reach out to me saying, "Oh, we can promise you all these sales, blah blah blah. We'll do all this and that." Uh-oh. And they're like, "We want thirty five hundred dollars, but it's a hundred percent money back guarantee. If you don't love it, we'll give you your money back." And I was like, "Okay, that sounds good." So I gave them the money. The next day, literally the next day, I go to the gym and I'm doing chest flies. And I remember this because I was like, I had a really bad feeling in my stomach, which doesn't normally happen. So I called them up. I was like, "Hey, man, you know what? Let's just..." cancel it you refund me the money before you spend any money give me the money back and i'll do the marketing myself because i'm a marketer i like marketing and uh he's like sure no problem puts me on hold and i was getting really frustrated because i'm in between sets and so i'm on hold (laughs) a couple minutes i was getting really frustrated and then the line just goes beep yeah and then so they just took your money i found out they were a scam yeah they took the money and i never heard from again but the but when we launched, we had a very. Good Did they have a Nigerian accent? No, he didn't. It was a prince, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a Nigerian prince this time. It wasn't a prince this time. But I lost that money, and then we launched the company. It still did great. I think we did like twenty-one thousand dollars of pre-orders in the first thirty days. Wow. So it was really good, and um, but I was that's when I got so upset. I was like, this sucks, man. Like I've been through so much crap. I never learned a thing about investing. I never learned a thing about entrepreneurship. I keep getting screwed over. Like, there's no resource for people like me trying to figure it out. So that's when I started making videos. Well, aren't just... you like getting screwed over, like succeeding every single time you get screwed over? Yeah. Well, you know, sick ass party, still twenty one thousand dollars in the first month, hundreds of dollars per day yeah, as a nineteen year old. Like, it was, it, dude, it, it sucks, man. Every time because you, <laughs> you see a bank account like this and boom, back down, and it goes up and then boom, back down. Yeah.